0: Hello, it is your girl, Beloved Jazz, and you are listening to jazz. Um, If you didn't know, you were listening to jazz. My name is Jasmine, and uh, this is my first podcast episode in like two years, and I'm just so grateful um, to do this. Uh, I got a memory on Facebook that shared one of my early Episodes and I was so proud of just listening to my growth. That was two years ago, um, that episode, and I was just so happy that um, I sounded articulated, I'm intelligent, Um, everything flowed, and I was just like, wow, I need to get back to doing that. So um, I literally was praying and asking God, like, if I go into, you know, that again, what what would I talk about? What do I um, need to share? And um, literally, I got my answer today. Um, well, really last night, but today just gave me so much more um, reaffirming. So today, um, this is a heavy topic and I do want to say that anything that you hear today, if it triggers you to want to um, get help or talk to someone, please um, don't hesitate. This podcast is really or this episode is really to spread awareness of the S word. This is a taboo word that, um, especially in the black community, we don't like to talk about. We feel like, oh, if you talk about it, someone's going to magically... you know, it's going to happen to them or they're going to randomly get um, those feelings that they never had. Um, So I wanted to do a little education on suicide and just talk about, um, you know, my own experience with uh, suicide and um, just my own connection to it. Um, And just give you, you know, a start, if you didn't know anything about the S word, this is Um, something that I'm glad to, you know, spread awareness. Um, So, uh, yeah, Um, this topic is nothing new to, you know, society. This is just Um, One of the things that scares a lot of people, and myself included, because we don't talk about it or it's kind of, you know, pushed under the rug. Um, So I wanted to really dig deep into this, but not too deep. Um, So with my own personal experience, I've never had um, thoughts of it per se, and I say it because Um, Of course, we all have moments of depression or like we don't feel good about ourselves. But I've never had a moment where um, I had a plan and um, or even acted on that. So, yeah, um, I remember I was going through this dark period. I had just um, unknowingly had a breakup. You know, it wasn't like my own breakup. It was like things didn't work out and it's like well i guess we're not together anymore and he did something totally um violating to me um after the breakup and um well really before and after like we we didn't we weren't even together i don't remember but we had a sort of a slight commitment a sexual relationship per se and once that relation that sexual relationship ended Um, Because of, you know, I found out, oh, he wasn't just having this type of relationship with me, it was someone else. So that ended it. And then on top of that... Um, there was another betrayal on his behalf after that. I mean, I just remember, like, I never was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, end it all. I was just like, what What would happen? You know, you get those thoughts. I was like, what would happen if I'd never, um, you know, but I say that to say, because me being in this field, um, I learned that most not all the time, but majority of the time, people don't want to end their life. They want to end the terrible moment um, that it seems like life or death. And that was definitely the case for me. I was like, oh my God, I don't like this feeling. I wanted to escape, but I didn't want to do anything, you know, like drugs or alcohol or have sex. I just wanted that that dark pain to end. And I thought the answer was like, Oh, I guess, you know, what, what would happen if I wasn't here, but I never had plans. I just, it was more of a thought. Um, but, um, so of course, you know, I'm still living, but I, looking back, I was like, Oh, maybe I should have, you know, and I did reach out to my family and my mom and everyone. Um, but I wasn't, You know, we think, oh, we feel bad about ourselves. We want to end stuff that's going on. So it must be suicide. Um, And uh, in my current position at work, I don't directly do um, risk assessments, but I know the therapists, they ask um, the hard questions like, do you, um, of course, you know, are you suicidal, yes or no? But then the next step is do you have a plan um and then typically um if you don't have a plan then we'll you know give you resources but if you don't i mean if you do have a plan it's like oh we need to get you some emergency mental health services Um, and of course i'm not in a role that does that so um please don't quote me on that or um say well i went to my doctor they didn't do this and that this is just from my own experience um And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, looking back, I realized, like, oh, I had just bad feelings that I needed to process, and I did, thank God, um, and, um, yeah, so, and then, um, also recently, um, I did, like, a campaign thing, um, about suicide, and if you didn't know this, uh, September, which I've, it's so ironic that my birthday is in September and then I have to I get to talk about um suicide prevention but I did a suicide prevention campaign um and I talked about my brother who committed suicide and at the time I was in the 7th grade I had no idea what the s word was like it was you know it was like oh your brother um killed himself like no one um I don't think it was said exactly like that but it was it was taken very lightly and now i'm like oh this was a big deal like it should have been um you know expressed or explained or um taken very heavily um because i felt like it was kind of like oh he's you know he's not living anymore and it was kind of swept under the rug um but again that went along with the stigma and the stereotype of suicide um uh, I know in some cultures and thank God, um, my family didn't have to experience that, but like if you commit to it, if you have a relative that committed that, then they won't bury you in the church. Like some, um, you know, religions respect that. I, I remember watching something, um, and it was like the Catholic church wouldn't bury, it was a show or something, but again, don't quote me, do your research. Um, but you know I just remember my brother was buried you know and or his funeral was in the church and <clears throat> stuff like that but I I do remember um I don't know who or how or what but it was talked about, like, people that commit suicide, you know, they automatically go to hell. And I was like, I can't, I don't know how to accept that. I really didn't know how to, like, oh, my God, you know, he was such a good person. He was figuring out life. But how did, how does he automatically get a ticket to hell? Like, I just couldn't, couldn't fathom that. And I still don't to this day. I think there's depths to our decisions that, you know, doesn't guarantee you a ticket to hell. It's just you know maybe um in the afterlife you get you have to re re certain things i don't know but um definitely didn't think that he deserved that type of um what do you call it that type of trajectory i'll say that um and afterlife trajectory but um, yeah, so that is my experience with suicide, and I hope again that anything that I'm saying uh whether it be about my own experience or my brothers that um if you are triggered or you're like wow i need to I have this these feelings um you know about my own life or my relative who did this, that you do reach out to help or for help, whether it be a family friend therapist um mental health, you know professional. Um, but I wanted to explain um kind of tell you some of the um risk factors with suicide and this is all from the CDC website if you type in um suicide prevention and risk factors. Um this is all on their website and it's um accredited for, you know, um having a educational <laughs> viewpoint. Um. Yeah. uh, And I. um, So basically, with um, any any social issue, like when you think of, I'll throw up like divorce or child behavioral um, issues. Any any social issue, there's always things in place, whether they are or aren't yet. There's always things that are in place that either protect that individual to from that social issue um, you know, or it pushes them more at risk to experience that um, social issue um, so um, when I say risk factors for suicide, it doesn't mean like oh, if you came from this household or that you're more you're more um, or you're gonna you're gonna commit suicide. it just means that um you're more at risk, but we know that things like um what is it like um STDs. You know you're more at risk if you don't use a condom or if you're having more than one one sex partner. Like those are risk factors for STDs. But that doesn't mean you're gonna get it. It just means that you're more likely to get them if you over the person that you you know has one partner and has practices safe sex. So that's what I mean by risk factors. Um so in this again c d c um website, some of the individual risk factors are um personal like if you um if you you know just have this personal um connection to suicide, whether you um you know you watch um a lot of videos on that on television or if your natural personality is um you know has you thinking about you know um Bad or negative things like, um it, yeah, and I don't want to get too much into it, but and also if you have past attempts, um, if you um, have uh, abused um, substances, and then a lot of people may or may not know about the ACEs, but um, I love the ACEs. I feel like it made a lot of sense to know about it. But these are adverse childhood experiences, again, risk factors. Um, and, uh, so basically that is the, some of the individual and whatever I name, um, these are, you know, you can look on the website for more in depth. Um, these are just note taking things that I wrote down. Um, and then there are some relationship risk factors. And I love that because in school, I, I didn't think about risk factors being broken down. I was like, oh, I thought they were like very Generalized, but they're broken down. Um, so, um, and I wrote down loss of relationships like if you have close relationships and they come to an end, whether it be you know, um, you know, or if a person dies, or the um, breakups and friends, you know, stuff like that. I um, mean, then social isolation, isol- isolation, I keep with the isolation, add all this stuff, but um, if you have rela- that's a relationship risk factor. Um, some community risk factors are um, lack of access to health care. I know in the black community, um, I've seen it. Ju- I can relate because <laughs> it's just in my culture and not just in our culture, but um, it's so easy to be, you know, if you have a friend or somebody that is going through something, let's get, let's have a drink or let's get high or let's, you know, do you know, other activities to forget about that Um, instead of being like, oh, maybe you should talk to someone outside of me or um, get help or go to the doctor or stuff like that. Um, But I think we are doing a much better job of saying, you know, go, go to, get help and I think too with the lack of health access to health care maybe insurance and all of that but I think again we're doing better I could be being super optimistic but um yeah we we prefer you (laughs) it's and I'm not laughing to be um you know jokey about this but it's so easy to be like prescribe or go to your street pharmacist and your street therapist versus a real doctor and someone that you know went to school for this type of stuff and I'm I'm not knocking that it's just we have to get more vocal about hey go to I love like my doctor I love her to death um when I I had some I broke out in hives and my legs literally looked like um so I had weps and 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 been burned but she asked me and this was not a laughy conversation she was like um are you okay at home like is someone putting their hands on you and i was just like wow like even though of course that's, that wasn't the case i just had an allergic reaction or my body just acting weird but for her to not take my situation lightly was like wow she really cares about my own health, um, even if I didn't, you know, if I was exposed to um, unhealthy relationship, um, she was going to make sure that I had help, whether I asked for it or not. Um, and then, yeah, because, you know, as a professional, you do have to have those uncomfortable conversations and I think sometimes with friends and culture and just all of that we get you know where we would rather make you feel comfortable like instead of being like do you really have a problem and that's something that um, a professional can do because it's literally their job Um, and then some historical um, or uh, some societal risk factors are like the stigma we know that getting help sometimes may be viewed as weak or you know you're not strong enough to handle that or oh well I lost my brother so um you know I got through a fine so you should too like that type of um demeaning or shaming when it comes to how other people process stuff um and then another one that's really kind of big um that I wrote down was access to lethal means um, and then with that, it's kind of, you know, with the laws against, you know, buying firearms and stuff like that. Um, but as I said before, these are risk factors and anything um, that, you know, has, has you having a risk to be more likely to experience things. There is a protective factor. Um, not always, but there's, there there should be something in place to kind of say like, I know that, you know, these type of people are more likely to experience thoughts of suicide. So let's get them a barrier. Let's get them somebody around them or something in place so that they can, you know, alleviate that or minimize the risk. That's what a protective factor is. Um, Yeah, just like how (laughs) I go to the con or sexual stuff, too. Like, of course, you know, we... We know, like, you're more at risk if you're dating more than one partner, or having unprotected sex. But what is that protection? We know condoms, we know, um, abstinence, stuff like that. That is a protective factor. Um, of course, you don't, you know, you can still, um, you know, be at risk and still things happen even though you use a condom or even though you. Have uh well abstinence or whatever, but I'm just saying there are things in place to help minimize the risk. Um, and some things are like individual, as I mentioned, individual risk factors are individual um, protective factors. And one of them I wrote down was coping skills. Again, having um having a variety of things to do. To kind of stop you from having that or going too deep when it comes to suicide thoughts or just depression or depressive thoughts, negative thoughts, whatever you want to categorize it as, that's what those coping skills help. I know for me, and I hate to be lame, (laughs) but I love journaling. Sometimes if I don't have anyone externally to talk to, I will write down my thoughts, even if I have to save them for later or. Um, just help get them from my head to something else um, I can get my thoughts down. I love yoga, um stuff like that um you know, kickboxing if you have angry feelings, stuff like that um and then another individual protective factor is reasons for living that that I don't know why it stuck out to me because you know we um we think, oh, they didn't. Uh, they weren't going through anything. They, they weren't, you know, nothing. I, I didn't see anything that was abnormal, but sometimes you see where people didn't have anything to live for. Oh, you just, you know, job is getting the money paid, but it doesn't give me fulfillment. Oh, I got friends, but they get on my nerves. Like you have to have something to live for it's that, you know, just to give you hope. I know for me, it's my family, um, you know, and just, having a cause bigger than me, like stuff like that is your reason to live. Um, um, and then relationship factors, uh, protective factors, um, supportive friends and partners. I know, oh, it's so easy to be like, I got friends, I got family, I got this, but literally if you have no one that you trust with deep stuff, um. or if you're like, I'm not okay, and I, I know that this person won't accept me if I'm not okay, then that may not be a supportive partnership or friendship or anything like that. So that's why I'm saying you might want to get some supportive um, people around you, Um, not just, you know, superficial or on the surface, but where you can get a little deep. And, um, and I always relate just to me like I'm not a crier all the time, but, like, there are certain people that I know I can trust. If I shed a little tear, they're not going to shame me or be like, oh, she's crying, y'all. Look at her. Um, And some community um, protective factors are access to consistent and high-quality physical and behavioral health care. That is huge to me because... Um. Again, you know, some people don't go to the doctor, physical or mental health, because it's like, oh, I can't pay for it, or they're going to give me medication and this and that, and I can't afford it. Like, it seems cheaper to go through it versus like, oh, I got this bill. And I, I get it. Um uh again and that's a the worldly issue a community issue where not a lot of people have access to consistent and high quality um I go back to my doctor I just love her like um she is a consistent person that I enjoy seeing like and she um gives me high quality but I again I know that this is not the case for everyone um and I do encourage like try to do what you can to, um, you know, go after your own health, um, you know, whether just having some consistent um, professional that can lay eyes on you that notices, like, uh, I'm, I, normally she's a little bit bubblier when she comes in, but now she's kind of, like, not, you know, she's isolating herself, not going out, like, other people outside of your friends and your family, they can see eyes on you and know, who, you know, who you're. Not always being, you know, what if that makes sense? Um, uh, cause yeah, cause we all wear a mask, and and you can only wear that mask for so long. And I think that's the beauty of being human. Um, and some people, you know, they're trained to see when that mask is off, and they're trained to know how to handle it when that mask falls and you need help, you know, getting that, getting that happy mask back on, um, and some societal risk factors, um, of course I wrote down religion, um, and then I reduced access to lethal means, so religion, you know, again, I mentioned like, oh, if you know that, you know, you won't be able to have a funeral at your, um, your, religious, uh, point or whatever, your religious worship, place of worship, then I hate to say that is a protective factor, whether it's a scare tactic or not, because it is going to scare you into not doing certain things. Um, and that could be a good or a bad thing. Um, but again, it's, it's something there. Um, yeah, so, I know it's a heavy topic, and I I don't take this lightly that you're listening, and I pray that um, if you or someone you know needs help with um, your mental health or just fail, having feelings of suicide or depression, that you do reach out to someone outside of your friend circle, your family, um, someone. So uh, you you know, it's your family or someone doesn't look back and say, "Oh, she, I didn't know she didn't reach out like." Your doctor could have records or whatever the case, and say, "Oh, I remember like she, he, or she, whatever, said this on the, you know, reference. Um, not that we're just references, you know, where you can go back and say, but um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not a good feeling, you know, when your family that has no issue or no reason." To think that, um, because that was definitely the case for my family and and several families like, what? I didn't know she didn't seem off or he didn't seem off. They seem, you know, we we know how to put on a good show, a good face to show up like, who let me just show up to this. And be happy, but inside I'm dying, and I'm ready to go. Like that, I've I've experienced that myself. Just this weekend, I was like, "Oh, I gotta be around these folks." I'm gonna, you know, eventually the mask was came off. The mask came off, and I really enjoyed, you know, myself. But I had so much anxiety, and I was like, "Oh my God, I don't want to be here at this particular person's place." But I'm here, but yeah um you you matter uh that is the lesson of the day and that just came to me you matter um your needs matter as well your mental health matters um everything matters so please don't take that for granted or lightly um yeah because i know i'm grateful that you're even listening to this heavy topic um and um Just feel free to share this or encourage someone else to listen to this, even if it's not, um, you know, Suicide Prevention Month in September. But just, you know, overall, like, you're a strong friend, whoever. Just let them know, like, I see you and I I, I feel you. Even if you don't want to say anything, that matters, too. I know I love not all the time getting texts like, I'm I'm thinking about you, not on some... (laughs) relationship stuff is just knowing that I'm, I'm in people's thoughts, uh, whether I plan to or want to, it it just, it, it feels good. And you are in my thoughts. Um, I don't take, you know, you taking your time out to listen to me talk. Um, and I pray that I make a difference in this world and in your ears and in your day. Um, thank you for listening to Jazz.